This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive. Clifford, take us home. What would you tell everybody? I wouldn't say anything that any of these people have said. None of their answers. No. <laughs> I'm the just reason kidding. to watch is Bakugo. It's Bakugo. No, um, no I'm, I'm kidding. I love you all. Um, the the thing that I would say um, more than anything is that when you first look at my hero, when you first look at it, it looks like things you've seen before. You know, it's either mm-hmm. like, oh, this is an anime, or this is a superhero so- show, or this is. You know, even if you want to boil it down further, like, oh, this is a shonen mm-hmm. anime, you know, like you look at it and it it looks like it's something you've seen before. Mm-hmm. But then the moment you start watching it, it is immediately different mm-hmm. um, from the from the styling and sensibilities of it, that it's it is anime, but it takes a lot of of cues from from like Marvel and DC Comics. And there's so many like western influences of superhero culture brought into it there's there's really not another anime like that um the from the moment that you see that their quirks have recoils that that uraraka gets sick from using her quirk or or the deku's bones shatter from using his quirk or todoroki can like he like starts to like freeze himself, you know, like he starts to slow down and all these sorts of things that there, there is a drawback to their powers. I can't even, I can't even tell you how many superhero comics I own tons, tons of them. I interned at Marvel comics when I was in college and not a single one of them have ever had a thing like this. Like Mm -hmm. at least not in a mainstream Marvel comic where there's like a really a drawback to using the power. That is such a brilliant and innovative thing that's brought into this story. And, and then the, when you look at it from like, Oh, well, it's like a shonen anime. It's like, but all of the tropes are subverted because like Deku immediately has all of the power, but he can't use it. You know, Mm -hmm. like all, all of shonen anime is always like this character has to get stronger. They have to learn a new thing and become, become more powerful. But Deku's already got it all, and he can't he can't use it all at this point. He's got to figure out how to use it and make it his own. You know, the the tournament arc doesn't go the way that most tournament arcs go in anime. You know, like we've all seen, you know, Dragon Ball and Yu Yu Hakusho and all these anime, and they're wonderful and they're just great. And the story of like Goku becoming the world martial arts champion in Dragon Ball for the first time, or or Yusuke and them winning the dark tournament, like those stories are fantastic but the fact that our sports festival ends not with deku as the the winner but then not even the person who beat deku is the winner and the person who wins not being happy about the way that he won like that is that is incredible there there is no other story that's like it and that's that is the thing that i always think about with with my hero academia probably more so than any other show is that it has set a, a new precedent um, that I think we're seeing in other anime now mm. that like it's good to follow the tropes, but it's better to subvert the trope. Mm. And and my hero does it so well at every twist and turn. OK, when I say drive it home, he drove it home. Grand slam. That is a grand slam. Bases loaded. Bottom of the ninth. <laughs> he did a Babe Ruth. He pointed yep. it at the sky. It went all good. All good. <laughs> this is Morgan Berry, the voice of 13 from My Hero Academia. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Time. Anime comics, movies and games that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games that come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And love 
luckily there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. So come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. So come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. So come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. So come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live the prime show i am your host xavier josiah before i say anything on this show i can't do this without saying happy mother's day to all other mothers past present and future who truly makes this world go round. so thank you to my late mother rest in peace love you mom and uh to all you mothers out there right now that are doing your thing, that are making that sacrifice, that are pushing hard to assure that your kids make it out there, especially all of my mothers in my community out there who, oof, if you only knew what they got to go through on a day in and day out basis, you truly understand why we need to protect them and why we need to make sure that we all have a great and safe life out here. So happy Mother's Day to you all. Much love to you. So this episode We are going to be talking about Star Wars The Bad Batch. Uh, Just premiered last week on May the 4th. Of course, that's always the celebration of Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you and all that jazz. And want to check out the first two episodes. I only thought it was going to be one, but they premiered it on May the 4th because it fell on that day. So it's a perfect day for Disney to air that. And then I guess the other episodes prior to this or after this, I should say, is going to be out every friday so we managed to get two episodes i'm probably mostly going to talk about the first one i saw the second one but it wasn't it's more or less a kind of a filler like type of episode so we'll talk about it and uh, what i thought about that but we also got other news going on in the world of our favorite fandom so let's not waste any time folks let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg So before we get to any news, I got to promote this to the cows come home. So I just want to remind everybody, especially the new listeners of the show, that we have a brand new website for TalkTimeLive.com. It's easier to access the shows with a new and improved search engine making it easier to find old episodes or specific episodes. So if you want to check out all the select start video game podcasts that I do, you could go into that page. You could go into the search engine, type select start or select forward slash start, and it'll pop up. You can always check out the exclusive interviews that we have or talk time live exclusive interviews. You could type in TTL exclusive and they will pop right up every one of them that we have about like 40 of them and actually there's more than 40 but i've only uploaded 40 from the rss that i had up there from our you know our source so i may upload the other ones possibly later down the line if need be you know there it's only really like the older older episodes so um i'm constantly doing interviews and all stuff like that so you know it'll we'll have more than enough coming soon but you'll have plenty to check out there there's also a page dedicated to the video interviews as well uh we got a media page that are giving you the highlights of what acmg the facebook group or even the talk time live podcast is up to next a blog page that i'll be uh putting entries on soon and of course our hall of fame pages and other content that i will be adding along the way but this is a much better designed more efficient uh website this is exactly where this brand needs to be right now and i am extremely happy about it i've been getting some great feedback with it and uh check it out talktimelive.com it is all there for you so let's talk about some news folks i we can't do anything without talking about 
the release of the Phase 4 movie trailer that Marvel Studios released last week. It was epic. I mean, I Marvel Studios is unstoppable. Let's just start with that. I mean, what they've done with the series of shows that they have so far with WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which did not disappoint at all. And then Loki's coming next month. And just Disney in general. I mean, like Star Wars, the Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, for God's sake, um, made me a better Star Wars fan, if you will. Uh, it's just been tremendous what these people are doing. It's amazing. And this trailer really set it off, letting us know what we're going to expect going from now to all the way to 2023. And it's, it's, I am at all. I, it, it, there's a part in the trailer that gets you really emotional. And that's the part where they show this, uh, they, they got, somehow they have footage of the crowd in the theater the day of the release of Endgame in the very moment at the end where Captain America is all beat down and he's thinking he's down and out when his army's coming at him. And then you hear Sam say on your, um, on your left. And then everybody comes out like, you know, Chadwick Boseman and, and uh, you know, T'Challa and Siri and the rest comes out and, you know, the sorcerers come out and everybody come out and the crowd is going blitz. And I, I, I everybody who've watched that said they got emotional watching that. And I got emotional watching that because for a lot of reasons, one, it was a great moment in that theater everybody had that same experience two this is the reason why i miss going to theaters with crowds like i i don't mind being at home watching these movies as of late you know for co because of covid reasons and everything but that just reminded us why it is so awesome to be in the theater during moments like that and i remember being in the theater and being able to cheer just like that. And it really made me emotional because, you know, of everything that we've been through in 2020 and everything that we've been through now and everything starting to open back up. And it just, it was just crazy. It was just really crazy. And then the fact that I'm happy and blessed to be alive right now, to not only have, you know, experienced that, but hopefully be able to experience that again, you know, when these new movies come out. So along with that, they talk about all of the new movies that they were going to be premiering, such as Black Widow, which we all knew was coming July 9th. I can't wait for that. That's not too far away. Actually, June's coming up and then July's coming up after that. We also got uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is coming out on September 3rd, 2021. We got the Eternals. We finally got to see a little bit of the Eternals and what the footage looks like. I believe we saw Angelina Jolie and a few others in there as well. Come in November 2021. So right now we have already got three. Uh, actually, let me stop there before I go there. We also have Spider-Man No Way Home coming December 2021, the final Spider-Man movie. So we got four movies in 2021 already scheduled to come out. That's not even counting what's coming out in 2022. <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of madness is coming march 25th 2022 now also said to have spider-man in there so technically that is the last actual spider-man movie but spider-man is not the last time we'll see spider-man he will be appearing in dr strange um multiverse of madness in some form or fashion so we're waiting for that uh thor love and thunder comes may 6 2022 we got this was the big one black panther wakanda forever coming July 8th, 2022. That's going to be the one that I think everybody's going to be eyeing, obviously, because Chadwick Boseman is no longer with us. And they said they were going to build it around the characters of Wakanda. We already seen the Dore Milaje on uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that kind of really set it off. That kind of really set the page of what we're, we're going to expect down the line. And, you know, what's going to happen with, you know, the T'Challa character? How are they going to build around that? I here's the deal if you're an idiot on social media who always is going to judge something or be skeptical about anything that marvel studios are doing even though they've given us so much for more than now 12 years because you got to count wandavision and falcon and the soldier 11 years of phase one through three which was spectacular and it gave us the biggest and best payoff you could possibly get and now they're still the momentum is still there. Even after being on hiatus for a year of 2020 
in COVID. They came back with a vengeance with those two shows and showed that there is no sense of slowing down. There is no way I'm going to not trust what they've done so far. They have not let us down for 11 going on 12 years. Okay. I trust what Ryan Coogler is going to do. I trust what the cast is going to do. I trust what Disney's going to do. They have nothing and had nothing but respect for Chadwick Boseman's legacy to the point that they won't recast him. I'm very curious to see what they're going to do. And I think that is going to be the one that everybody's going to be focused on because we know Thor is going to be funny. We know Doctor Strange is going to be crazy. We know uh, the other movies that are coming out this year is going to be really good. They haven't let us down yet. So I don't understand the cynicism or cynical uh, mindset that, you know, fans, especially fans on social media have when this stuff It's like, dude, we're like, how jaded are you to the point that you don't realize that for 11 years, we've been watching nothing but great content from this studio. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. It's just, you know, but they, you know, we got people on social media who think they smart, but I guarantee you their GPA doesn't show it. <laughs> so it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't. But that's coming out July 8th, 2022. Something very interesting uh, popped up as well. The Marvels, November 11th, 2022. Now, we were told that a Captain Marvel movie, a sequel, will be coming out. This had the logo showing not only uh, what I believe was Captain Marvel, but also uh, Monica from Monica Rambeau's um logo from from sword i believe that was on uh wandavision we know she's coming back and we know that somehow some way she's gonna have something to do with uh captain marvel because you know she was the, she's a friend of the family and all this stuff and she has some animosity i think that's all gonna come together in this movie it just it just seems like that's that's gonna be the case but i of course i can't confirm any of that at the moment but it looks like that may possibly be the sequel for Captain Marvel and it may include some more other people maybe a Nova who knows we could finally get Nova in this as well so that has been talked about but you know Nova is a part of that cosmic you know area so who knows what that can include we also have Ant-Man and the Wops um Quantum Mania I can't even fathom what that's going to be about but I know there's going to be a lot of fun <laughs> right there Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has been pushed way out to May 5th, 2023. I forgot the reason why for that. I truly forgot the reason why. And at the end, of course, we still have the Fantastic Four movie that they showed the logo for. Has not been announced as to when that's coming out, but that is being in the made. They're still looking for cast members to play that role. Again, this is one of those cases where I know they're going to make the right decisions. They've always made the right decisions. The casting director that they have has done all the casting for all, virtually every single Marvel movie uh, up to this point. I have no, I have no worries about what they're going to do with that movie. I think this will be the definitive Fantastic Four movie that we've all been waiting for, bar none. And you know what's funny too? I, there was no sign of an Avengers movie at all mentioned here. So, I don't know what they're going to do towards that portion of it, but it, it, it who's to say that the Fantastic Four could be the main flagship of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe of Phase 4? You know, we had the Avengers. The Avengers technically is no longer around, or they are still around to some extent, but, you know, we don't know to what end that they're going to be there. But the Fantastic Four, kind of the original, you know, the, the original group here. Who's to say that they may not be the flagship, especially if they if they go off right. So and, you know, what's going to happen with Spider-Man throughout this whole thing is going to be very interesting. You know, I am. I'm really happy as a Spider-Man fan, mostly that we had this much uh, of him in the universe. We had we got him in three films. We got him actually five films. If you count uh, Infinity War and Endgame as well. But we're also having him on uh uh, what is it? Multiverse of Madness as well. So I I know they're going to do something because Sony is looking to claim them back and do what they need to do. And I think that's when it's, the Spider-Man craze is going to end. But at least to this respect, we got enough of Spider-Man 
that we should be satisfied. So no matter what happens when he goes to the Sony universe, it is what it is from there. So we will see from that. But I'm very I'm extremely excited. And this is just to me, this is really good news, not just from a fan standpoint, but just from a societal society standpoint, because before 2020, before COVID and before all of this craziness came around, we were people living life, not perfectly, but we were living to the best that we can. And we were also doing so together, enjoying these movies. You know, it didn't matter what our philosophies are, what our politics were and all this stuff. Everybody's a Marvel fan. Everybody is a Marvel fan to that extent. Majority of our society are Marvel fans. You know, the billions of dollars that they made says that. And it just brought in some great times because once you're in that theater, once you're glued to that screen, nothing in the outside world matters. All that matters is what's going on there and what we're, you know, um, looking at and how vicariously we are, you know, looking into the, our favorite heroes to see what they're doing next. You know, it's like all of our worries, all of our pains, all of our stressors, all of our, you know, jadedness and cynical uh, attitudes just goes away. We suspend our disbelief for at least an hour and a half to maybe two or three hours and just go for the best roller coaster ride we could ever go mentally. And they've done that. And I am still looking forward for them doing it again. And not only doing that, but also supporting a lot of important things that are going on in the real world. And to that, I thank them amazingly <laughs> for that you know that wasn't just marvel studios of course that's also marvel comics and what stan lee and jack kirby has been doing since 1962 like if y'all think they've been having these little civil um you know which is funny too because i've read some some places on social media where people get mad because they feel like they get they're um always being taught a lesson when watching such things as um Falcon and the Winter Soldier and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, you must not be a Marvel Comics fan because this is nothing new. Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and, and uh, the other, the rest of the studio back in 63 and six, 62 and 63 have always been doing this. X-Men was made based upon real events and real civil rights events. And I mean, come on, this shouldn't be, this should be a household, you know, thing. But Malcolm... And Charles Xavier document has been documented that Stanley has said that they based them on the philosophies of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. The whole entire mutant agenda is nothing but the black community. <laughs> it's, they've been teaching lessons for ages. Okay, so I don't understand what, what, what why y'all think this is some um, form of nuance, but it's not. They've been doing this for so long. So if you're just now getting into this, I'm sorry to tell you, this is this is Marvel. This has always been what Marvel been doing for, since the get go. You got two guys, two white guys, you know, who two white, I believe Jewish guys at that, who have taken the risk of creating content, of creating stories during a time a, a, a still to me a worse time than it ever was where there was segregation and there were you know every everything that was going on right now today went on in the 60s five times over you know and for them to you know to fight on our side in a sense that like using their platform to say that it's wrong to be racist and it's wrong to be um you know, to, to, uh, segregate people and abuse people at that time, more than ever, that's huge. That's huge. So I'll be people don't be bad when you see that going on because that's Marvel. And if they didn't, it would not be Marvel. <laughs> you know, maybe DC is late in the game, but they, you know, they've started to do it too in their own format, you know, to CW especially, but you know, that's always been Marvel. That's always been Marvel. If you, if you read, go back and read uh, Stan Lee's Soapbox editorials, he's always advocated about that. You know, he's always advocated advocated about peace and freedom and equality. Always. Like before Ben and Jerry, there was Stan Lee. <laughs> okay. So I, regardless, I'm looking forward to this um, 2000, 
21, 22, and 23. It's just going to be so awesome. So looking forward to that. So let's go into some anime news real quick. Um, for those who have Retro Crush, Retro Crush, if you don't know, is an app, another anime themed app. It shows it has a lot of old school classic anime content on there and it's for free. So it's all right. Let me put it like this. It's free. It will have commercial breaks and it will have advertisements. But of course, there's always a premium version that you can have, which is for $5.99 without commercials. I highly recommend it. Uh, but what it has in there, and if you think this is like some you like cheap like type of app with just you know a few movies, no, Retro Crush is legit. Retro Crush has a ton of classic anime. Like for those who oh those who claim that they are they're truly otaku but only started watching anime when you know their first anime was Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> no. I highly recommend if you're truly a fan invest in Retro Crush, download that app and check out the what got us to this point. Cuz they have a lot of anime that got us to this point that uh, that they acquired. One of which is Fatal Fury one and two the t they call it a movie but it's not really a movie it was actually a tv special in japan and then they and then after these two they actually had the motion picture movie in theaters which was met with great success all three of these um projects was met with great success um fatal fury one and two is now on retro crush and it was so great to be able to see these two again i knew they were going to get it because they the motion picture they required first and then all of a sudden they got the rights to the other two and I haven't watched these uh, two in so long. And even though it they it's not remastered or anything, it, it's in its original form, like straight almost looked like straight from VHS. Uh, in terms of quality, it's still it's still a great series to watch. Uh, I really it, it didn't to me it didn't fall off too much. The looking back now, the acting is kind of cheesy, but still not as bad as most in during the 90s in there um it, it, if i can say this uh i normally don't like when they redub certain things and have different actors but you know if the cast is still alive i wouldn't mind them redubbing this and of course but yeah i mean for what it's worth it's still good i think i just think it could be much better now because the acting is much better the you know the adr is much better now they've stepped it up majorly since that time since that era of anime and i absolutely enjoyed it i enjoyed it i've always loved this from the music from the uh character portrayals uh masami masami uh obari's uh you know character design and you know direction of this uh of these specials in the movie just love it all and um you know that's there along with really some really 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 great old school movies as well and they also added the collection of city hunter movies in there as well city hunter is a series is a detective series um from shonen jump and most people recognize that character from uh jump force the video game that's out right now or even was he in i think he was in um j star victory versus plus the, which was the previous, you know, uh, crossover game that Shonen Jump came out with with Bandai Namco back then. But that's also out too, am among so many other projects. They, they have dub and sub in this uh, app as well. So, you know, if you're looking for another anime app aside from Crunchyroll and uh, Funimation that are, you know, that has some anime that neither have, guaranteed, go to this one because this one, you can get Funimation. And enjoy that because they have both sub and dub and if you like the dub you know stuff then retro crush has both sub and dub in there but it has sub and dub of the classic stuff that funimation won't have and they haven't acquired you know that they're not licensed to have nor a crunchy roll guarantee you like find out if you really want to know what anime brought us to the table and watch the beautiful hand-drawn artwork that you i i pray that they get golden boy because if they get Golden Boy, I am going to promote this insanely. But um, I, it's it's a great deal. You know, you can watch it for free, like I said, or you can pay $5.99 a month for the premium. Either way, you're going to enjoy it. It's an awesome thing. Now, my only my only negative to the app is that when watching it on, uh, 
you can watch it two ways on your screen. If you got Apple TV, you can watch it there, or you could cast it from your phone or your or your tablet or iPad or whatever. Uh, I think it may for those who have an iPad and, and, and phone or iPhone or tablet, it may be best to screen it on there because I watched it on the uh, Apple I on the Apple TV. And for some reason, it doesn't recognize it and it goes completely in uh, screen mode and screensaver mode, even though you're listening to it. So I, there's a bit of an a error, a bug in that app on air or when you play it on air. So just want to give a heads up on that. But, you know, you can still cast it from your TV or phones if you have a smart TV, of course, um, and, it, and it works just fine. So I have a uh, I have a Samsung QLED smart tv 4k and it works perfectly just cast it over there and it's fine so um yeah go out of your go out of your way to check out retro crush it is absolutely awesome continuing with anime news not even anime news let's just talk about this basically i'm talking about the first five episodes of my hero academia which is out on funimation right now it premiered last uh night on toonami so i want to give a heads up now if you don't own Funimation, if you just seeing it on, you know, uh, Toonami and you don't want to be spoiled, you may want to skip this. This is the last segment. So you can skip on to the, to the actual, uh, you know, uh, the, the talk topic of the week, if you want to check out that, but, uh, I'm going to talk about these five episodes. So there's some revealing things. This may be the best season to date. I'm just saying now a lot of things have developed in just the first two episodes at best so i mean so far we got midoriya having visions of the previous uh owners or carriers of one for all uh and this vision that could witnesses the origin of all for one and, and his brother uh tomaru uh shiki uh rocky and uh this is a very interesting storytelling here this seems to be leading to a uh izuku tapping into some power or a new level of power that uh which is said to be uh what is said to be by the past heroes that he may acquire more power than those before him including all might so every time somebody passes on uh one for all it basically that person gets a better version of one for all it's kind of like a offspring type of you know you know formula type of situation here like every time i you know you skip over a generation or whatever like that or or the next generation gets it better than the other one or whatever like that so it looks to be that midoriya is, he hasn't been able to control all of his power and they recognize that but he looks like he is ready to be something way bigger than even all might and this was going to lead him to being the greatest hero of all time uh meanwhile class 1a is in a rivalry with class 1b and it is starting to heat up uh, we also see Endeavor and Hawks team up to face the League of Assassins. Uh, I was about to say League of Assassins, the League of Villains, uh, Nomu, which is kind of like their Venom in a, in, in, in a case here. So um, after the fight, this is very interesting. We see an appearance by Dobby, who was ready to kill Endeavor while he was down and out. And there's a significant thing about this something that i spoiled myself with upon researching more things unfortunately that plan was foiled when more heroes came to his aid um and our major plot twist this was i i was shocked by this because i didn't i don't read the manga so i don't know any of this right now so i was really shocked when i when i saw this um we discovered that our fan favorite hero so far hawks is working with dobby of the league of villains in a plot that involves taking down endeavor the battle was met with mixed reviews from the citizens of the city who was looking at Endeavor to be the number new number one hero because he got beat down majorly by Nomu. Uh, unlike the fight last time when All Might fought him, he, you know, All Might had a better, you know, fight with Nomu than, you know, than Endeavor did. Endeavor got beat down pretty bad in this one. So Endeavor is also looking to redeem himself to his family by becoming a better father to his kids Shoto Fuyumi and the older brother uh Natsu and doesn't go as well as he wanted to do because while having dinner in hopes of reconciling with the family uh Natsui 
decided that he uh, that the pain was just too much for him to uh, for and to forgive and endeavor and decided to leave. Um, I want to also note that this is the first time we see Endeavor not only banged up like this, but also without flames. So it now shows his real face and you see that he has a major scar from that battle with uh, Nomu. So it, this is some very interesting things. We're getting a deeper showing and understanding of the character development involving Endeavor in the family for that matter. You know, when I uh, talked to the cast about this and um, and, and just talking about what is what is going through in this situation um it's it's just it's an amazing thing it's a really amazing thing that they go deep into these type of situations like this because everybody everybody in the cast has some type of emotional type of situation going on involving their you know personal lives and and of course being heroes so it's not like this it's just like they're all being heroic and everything much like the marvel universe and all that stuff there's some back story to this of what's going on and i think there's no more of a deeper emotional type of situation than um the todoroki family it the todoroki family has been through a lot because of what endeavor has done so i i really it's man talk about a relatable i don't want to say i'm relatable to that because i didn't have that type of situation but i can i know there's probably people who watch this show and is very understanding of situations like this but I, it, it and it also shocks me to see that it really shouldn't because i've seen this in anime before i mean are you talking like neon genesis evangelion you know with uh the akari family who also had their own real trials and like uh oh man gendo i for, in terms of bad fathers gendo and ikari is possibly the worst like it, i know endeavor has done some things but at least he's at least he's trying to reach out to be a better father whereas gendo throughout the entire series of neon genesis evangelion that dude has not he's the worst i would like to say he's the worst father but um you know that will probably go to uh Hamna's father yujiro so yeah i'm probably gonna when father's day come i'm gonna probably do an article on the worst fathers in the world in anime because it's some it is some bad people people like to blame goku no i'm sorry goku loves his his kids regardless he, he makes stupid mistakes he doesn't kill his wife he doesn't neglect his kids to that extent so and he doesn't abuse them yeah i mean training is one thing but like just all in all beauty now i can defend goku can be defended absolutely so um it's gonna be it's really really gonna be interesting here and see how this goes but it, there's a lot to there's a lot going on here so i mean here's what we got to focus on the season right now we got Midoriya trying to reach a new level of all for one. We got, you know, I mean, these are like pretty much questions here at best. You know, will we see him reach a new level all for one, which I think we absolutely do. And I can't wait to see what that looks like because I, you know, it, it, it was really interesting when he had this vision. I don't know if he was wearing anything among that shady looking thing that was keeping him from talking or whatever like that. It was weird, but I don't know. Uh, will we see all for one return now that we saw him in a vision? He's not dead. He is he is held captive and it's possible we can see him return. Who knows? Uh, what will happen to Tamara uh, Shigaraki after learning that he never really wanted to be a villain in the first place and nor did he want his brother to take people's quirk. You know, if you saw in a vision, his origin basically uh tomorrow actually he really didn't want any of this you know he he also was given these powers or whatever like that by his brother and it tortured it pretty much is torturing him so i don't know to what extent maybe this is a means for a a you know character change possibly who knows um what is hawk's true intentions you know we're going to be learning about that what's dobby's beef with endeavor if you read the manga, you probably know this already. Uh, I did not read the manga, but I did some um, unfortunate research of possibly finding out. So there's going to be some interesting things involving Dobby in this season. And here, uh, hope that uh, they will it will get released the way I think it will. How deep will this class rivalry get between Class One A and One B? One B, who is trying to be every bit as you know heroic and strong as 1a and get all the accolades that 1a has gotten since 
for the past four uh, seasons and in major situations. Like, here's the thing. Class 1A has been through so much through the last four seasons of this show. Shouldn't they graduate early by now? Like, they, how much do you have to prove that you are a hero at this point? Like, they're still in school. They saved this that that city and that uh, that planet from some major stuff rather in the series or in movies and they still gotta like they still gotta graduate <laughs> okay so and my last question to this season will endeavor make up with this family that's gonna be interesting i would love to say yes because that's kind of the formulaic thing to do but we know anime they twist things around we possibly may not see things we may see things in a different way i mean who knows we will see so I really, I really am enjoying these episodes so far. Uh, again, it's premiering on Toonami or premiered on Toonami last night with the uh, English cast. And um, not only go check them out, but if you can go to findthemetaverse.com. I don't know if it's still up there, but of course the episode, the uh, Q&A that I did with the cast of My Hero Academia may be there. It may still be there. I know they said there was they may be taking it away soon but go out of your way to check it out it is a great great you heard a clip of it just before this and um yeah it's go out of your way to check it out it's just it's absolutely awesome i, I really enjoyed the cast and everything and uh, a lot of people enjoyed it as well when uh we got a chance to do it so just one of those things that i am really blessed with and i i, I never even mentioned this too um upon after you know after doing that panel and having a lot of fun with that panel i went and got me a, a really cool band presto uh izuko midoriya figure and it's really awesome if i highly recommend going after band presto figures these things are so well detailed they're amazing looking um i know there are other azuko like uh, my hero academia figures out there some of them that don't live up i've seen pictures of them from our acmg facebook group um no only get it from band presto because look if, if you think they're expensive it's worth the money because they put in a lot of detail into them i highly recommend it um anything i think dragon ball uh figures uh the statues that i got are also yeah van presto as well i mean just so much attention to detail on these things absolutely love it so you know amazon has a bunch of them just type in van presto b-a-n-p-r-e-s-t-o um they're, you know, a toy company and a video game company, too. They, some, they come out with some video games as well. And, you know, My Hero Academia is it's really cool. If you're a fan of that, go out of your way to get it. These are awesome. And they got some really cool ones coming out, too, very soon. So, folks, that is what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and go into the world of Star Wars as we check out Disney Plus's new series from Lucasfilms entitled Star Wars The Bad Batch. Let's check that out right after this. This is Amanda Celine Miller, the voice of Boruto and Sailor Jupiter, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait! Let's have a, a lot of fun here. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. I'm worried. I'm really worried because like I, I know a lot about your universe, but I'm feeling like I think I've made it up to the to the uh, Great Ninja War. And that's so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how things go. So let's get you, this you got going. Me yeah. <laughs> me. Did, Bre did D. Bradley Baker play the, all the clones in that war? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was exactly right. OK, I thought so. Good, right. good, good. All right, folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my, I don't want to say review, because this, this is just the beginning, but I want to give my thoughts on the latest Disney Plus series based around the Star Wars universe, and that is Star Wars The Bad Batch. It is a spinoff from the Clone Wars series, obviously, because it looks exactly like the Clone Wars series, but is based around the group known as Clone Force 99, who is an elite combat group of individuals who are clones but they look distinctively different because there's a mutation factor that happens to it not only do they look different but they have all each have different abilities and significances about them and they stand out in more ways than one they are used to do the things that the other clones can't and they were seen in episodes of the clone during a clone war series which i never actually got a chance to see because 
as much as I try to watch this series, I can't get into it as much, but I do recognize the how you know what it means to star wars fans like that like i'm a casual star wars fan i'm not like really a major major fan i'm more of a casual like even though i was born around the first three i was born during the first uh star wars which i think was around 77 i believe or 78 uh so i was born in 77 so i was just born when that movie came out and i saw it when i got older and saw it every year after that and um you know i got into it like everybody else but then the other three movies the first quote-unquote three movies came out and they kind of been a bummer ever since they kept remastering this other movie so it kind of draw you know i kind of my fan before it really drawn out but it was always still there in a sense not as fanatically as a lot of other people but it's all my heart was always in a star wars movie i can tell you that but mandalorian really brought me back in in a sense that like okay i can really get into this a little bit more um watching this first episode which premiered on may the 4th which in celebration of star wars day of course may the 4th be with you and all that jazz um you know they premiered their hour episode and another episode released on friday which was episode two which i believe that's when the series is going to actually show and not only that it was only for a half hour so i am just wondering um you know if it's only going to be a half hour from the point on from there so that'll be interesting it's going to be 16 episodes uh of this series coming and i gotta say for my impressions when first watching it i really enjoyed it i it was easy to follow easy to understand uh the clone force 99 which consisted of uh characters echo crosshair hunter tech and wrecker which all of them reminds me they're they're if i can compare them to any other former fandom i can recognize it is between the a-team and teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> it really is they have that distinct you know comparison here because you know you got these rogue soldiers who are just going around to different adventures and all this stuff from here from point on and then you got this other character named omega who's a defective clone as well but you know and probably one of the only female clones in the bunch that is in there and they're going on this journey so she's kind of the april o'neill of the group in a sense and if you guys ever watched the a-team the original a-team there was a female character in the group during the first season that they hung around with so there's a bit of you know there's a bit of con uh contrast and comparison here to them hunter i want to add looks just like freaking john rambo that is I, that can't be a coincidence there <laughs> no more than it is a coincidence that omni man looks like j jonah jameson in this case but here we have this story where i think it falls right around revenge of the sith right around the time when um and i'm probably maybe i'm gonna butcher this or not uh emperor um or palpatine becomes uh what is it uh, he becomes the emperor and right around the time when luke or I'm sorry, Anakin become you know goes into the dark side. You know, all of a sudden, the Emperor now the Emperor uh, puts in an order called Order 66, to which all of the clones hear this, and they immediately start attacking all of the Jedi during this mission that they go into, and everybody is aware of this actual mission except for the Clone Force 99, and that the reason being is because. They are considered defects as well uh, unbeknownst to them because of their mutation and their you know and the fact that they look different not only the fact that they look different and not only the fact that they have different abilities but they also don't have the mind control situation like the rest of them either they they don't look i mean they they are unable to listen to the uh, words or obey the commands of the emperor the emperor is aware of this and he may he feels threatened by this and he considers it a threat and a liability in a case so um he sets them up to be taken out now before this while well, when the order for order 66 comes out they wind up taking out um the one of the jedi and the padawan that was with him who just happens to be really good friends of the clone force uh, you know he is definitely afraid that they are all a part of this as well he has no idea what's going on because he just saw or witnessed his you know his master actually die uh in in, in by the hands of the um the clones 
So he runs away from them. He doesn't know that they don't know. And he runs off. So he managed to get off and escape. Hunter protects him after uh, Crosshair is looking for him. Because Crosshair, for some reason, regardless of the fact that he didn't he didn't uh, understand the command, is still an allegiance with the now Empire. And he decides to you know remain order and tries to take him out. Hunter is not about that. Hunter or the rest of them are not about that. And he decides to you know save him by saying he couldn't get to him. He fell off. He fell off the cliff when he we actually saw him jump over safely to run away. So he doesn't even know that you know that kid doesn't even know that he protected him. I guarantee it's not the last time we're going to see that kid uh, at all. And whether he's going to believe them or know what's going on, that's going to be interesting. This turns out to be a very interesting premise where these guys are going to run off into these really crazy adventures and find out what's really going on with the Empire, seeing, you know, and, and also discovers along the way they wind up, they wind up uh, going into another, you know, uh, planet a region where they're held captive and discover that these group of rebellious members of the republic who were not going to agree to the commands of the now emperor decided to hide away and this is now becoming a more confusing situation for clone force 99 they're starting to question what's really going on and they're seeing a bit of a treason type of situation not by the members of the republic or the former members of the republic but now the empire here so uh things are starting to come clear and now it's up to clone force to make decisions of their own and you know seek more information on what's going on from this point on like i said um i'm really enjoying what i'm seeing so far i like the story and the premise i like the fact that this group just totally different from the rest and i think that may be also the reason why i haven't been as drawn into the series as well because every time i watch it it's always based around you know clones that all look the same and even though d bradley baker is saying <laughs> you know, doing all the voices for him. He does it greatly, including the Clone Force 99 uh, folks as well. Something just doesn't connect with me while watching that series. I just, for some reason, can't get it. It's not to say that it's not good at all. It's just, maybe I'm just not that versed of a Star Wars fan, but I do like the Mandalorian. I do like what I'm seeing here, uh, right here at end. So I'm gonna be sticking on to this. This is, like I said, 16 episodes in. Plus, we're gonna be seeing some really cool, uh, you know, appearances of actors as well. Freddie Prinze Jr. is coming in as uh, Salib uh, Doom in a in an episode. Uh, we're gonna see Ming Na Wen reprise a role as Feneg uh, Shan, who she plays that role in everything we saw in The Mandalorian as well. And many other uh you know series as to, as well too so yeah uh, i i wouldn't put it past it i've been a fan of dave um uh, filoni since the mandalorian i know he's done you know a lot for the clone wars and people keep telling me that you know especially the later episodes of the clone wars it just gets better and better and i'm trying to get to that point of the clone wars to say like oh yeah this, this show is all that Maybe it's just because also I'm watching too much other stuff as well, which is why I can't get into it. But um, I love what he did with the Clone Wars, especially that episode where um, where the episode uh, what he he did the last episode and he did that episode where um, what's her name was on air. Oh, God, I'm so blazing out right now. Uh, the Mandalorian. Let me see. I'm going to see Rosario Dawson, who played uh, <laughs> Sokka Tano. Jesus y'all have a better way of doing this but i love what he did i love what he did on there and i love the storytelling that he uh did on there he's pretty awesome <laughs> so but also john fabro is awesome too so i i knew that they also played a factor in that as well but uh i'm gonna stick to this show if you are a casual fan like myself and you want to find more about why to watch star wars and keep hanging on to star wars I'd say The Bad Batch is a good series to check out right now. I like the first two episodes. I like where they're going with this. Um, there's so much to look into, especially with Crosshair and, you know, where his allegiance is going to lie right now. Um, what's going to happen with uh, Omega? You know, I, you know, I, I think there's going to be more to that character here. And I want to see how far they get to finding out not only what's going to happen with uh, the Emperor, but what they're going to do from this point on. 
so I am very much looking forward to this and seeing how they're going to fight back because this is pretty much the Suicide Squad of Star Wars right now. And uh, I, I like where did, I like this direction. I like this show. I think this is going to be a great show. Another successful show from Disney Plus as well. So go out of your way and check it out. I won't grade it because the series just started and I'd rather if I'm going to grade it. I'm going to grade it with the entire series in general. It's no point to just do one episode. But for now, I love what I, I, I this show is has automatically put me in. I already watched it like three times already and it's awesome. And I want to also note that, you know, D. Bradley Breaker, although he does all of the voices of the clones, he does have distinct voices for each of the Clone Force 99 because, you know, none of those guys sound the same. You got um, Wrecker, who's kind of like the big brute of the bunch, who sounds who, who sounds very different from the rest. Um, you got, you know, uh, Tech, who is kind of the Donatello of the group, who also it sounds different. You know, and then uh, Hunter, of course, sounds different from the rest of them as well. So there is a lot of distinctions within each of them. Even tech, you know, comes off different here as well. And, you know, there's something to, there's something to enjoy in this definite series. And the artwork, of course, the, the character design looks outstanding. It is just beautiful, especially in, in HD and 4K and all that jazz. So, you know, Star Wars fans are going to enjoy this, definitely. But I think casual fans will absolutely be able to easily get into this. Probably a lot easier than, than to get into the Clone Wars. Because I always thought that the Clone Wars sometimes had some really slow moments for me. And it, it was hard for me to really jump into and get into. Uh, knowing everything that's been going on. And I think also that was the other thing, too. Because it did involve Anakin, you know, and during the time. So it kind of was a retelling of everything that was leading up to him turning into the dark side and becoming Darth Vader as well. So it was like, I already seen this in the movie, so I kind of don't want to watch it again, especially when it's really based on all of the events that we've already seen. And that was just my view of it. But yeah, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're guaranteed going to like it. If you're a casual fan, you're going to like it. If you're somebody that is looking to get into it, this may be something that you want to check out. So go out of your way and check it out. And they have now... 14 episodes left so every friday get ready you're going for you're going for a ride so folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you have enjoyed all of our episodes that are now streaming on every single major platform from Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pandora and Pocket Cast just everywhere but not only just that but our brand new talktimelive.com which you could go in there by the way if you go in there too and you go into the podcast page you will see links to spotify and apple Podcasts and google Podcasts, and i believe even uh i forgot what was the other one that you could go into but there's a few links on there hopefully i could get more links on there as well in the time being but i have a lot of links you can also go to my link tree which is also which can be found on my Instagram page, which is at Dax Xavier Josiah. You can follow me there. Never miss a beat for all of that as well. So uh, go out of your way and check it out. So we'll have a new episode of Select Start this week, as well as another episode of uh, Talk Time Live for the next week. So, uh, and then of course, we're all counting down to the uh, Talk Time Live exclusive with Amanda C. Miller, the voice of Barato, the voice of Sailor Jupiter from Sailor Moon. And of course, you guys heard that Sailor Moon is uh, premiering a two new movies on Netflix. So get ready because we'll be talking about that and much, much more. We haven't talked. This will be her third time appearing on the show, I believe. Maybe, maybe fourth. But um, we, we got a lot to talk about because we got a lot of catching up to do. So I'm looking forward to talking to her and there and much, much more. And then also June is coming. So there's going to be a lot of things coming. E3 is coming so we look forward to talking about that a lot of new games coming out on um, in june uh goodness uh we talking zelda uh hyrule warriors dlc we're talking um final fantasy 7 dlc then e3 announcements as well so we're going to be talking a lot about that then and so much more people and then some some movies that we're going to be enjoying as well so stay tuned for all that and much much more but thank you for all hanging on and listening to us and enjoying this as well so please stay safe uh mask up and uh you know vaccinate <laughs> get vaccinated out there over 90 over 90 million vaccinated in the u.s right now 
things are going back to normal. We'll, we will be able to be back in the theaters to watch Marvel movies. We will be able to enjoy events again. I'm looking forward to it. So let's keep up the great work there. So that'll do it for me, folks. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.